Hello and welcome fellow lighting nerds and friends to The Light Files, the lighting industry's podcast, powered by the Lighting Showroom Association and hosted by yours truly, Lisa Bartlett. Uh, Thank you for tuning in again this week. It is a pleasure to speak with you all. Um, Please do um, consider membership in the Lighting Showroom Association if you're not already a member, Um, whether you are or aren't. Please join the uh, podcast Facebook group, Illuminati, the Light Files podcast. It's open to anyone who listens to this group and uh, listens to this podcast, sorry. And I would sure love to get your opinions in the group. And um, I'm going to be doing some polls for upcoming episodes. So um, please do go ahead and join that group. And thank you for sharing the podcast and telling a friend and um, or a colleague or um, anybody. <laughs> Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, This week's uh, Light Files episode is going to be a bunch of little Light Files. I have a bunch of little things I want to talk about. Nothing quite enough to fill an entire episode on its own, but um, just some some odds and ends that have uh, come up to me uh, lately, and I wanted to... I just wanted to, um, yeah, chat about them and get your opinion. So first uh, up is sort of a shout out slash uh, acknowledgement of really good work by an independent lighting showroom. Um, The showroom doesn't know that I'm doing this, but I've just been really impressed with their progress lately. And um, I'm definitely trying to learn from it. So um, Black Whale Home, uh, which is owned by uh, Kirsten, sorry, Kirsten, if I say your last name wrong, don't shoot me, Kirsten Reese <laughs> in San Diego. Um, she has just really done a remarkable job with the evolution of her social media. And I'd really encourage anyone who owns and operates a uh, independent lighting showroom and is their own uh, marketing person to go take a look at the work Kirsten has done recently. Um, I'm lucky enough to know Kirsten very well, so I know some of the backstory about her uh, Instagram feed. I know her uh, current website has been a true labor of love <laughs> and is powered by the Shopify platform um, in conjunction with a data feed um, from Lights America. And there's a lot more complexity that goes into the website than just those two things, but I'm not going to give it all away. But um, I have really loved how her Instagram and I believe Facebook posts um are showcasing product in her showroom and have quick links to tap on the product and learn more. And not just about that product, what I think is really special is it just doesn't take you to the page for that product to buy it, but the few links I've clicked lately have taken me to a page that you know highlights the product that got me to click on the link at the top, but then has more products in that category below it. And I'm sure there's a whole big back end effort going on on this (laughs) because if there's anything I've learned on social media marketing or websites, um, it's it, it, the, what I have learned is that to make it look easy means a lot of work went into it. (laughs) Um, nothing is quite as simple as you would like it to be data feeds need scrubbed and edited and 
groupings need made and then this changes and that changes. And, um, I know it it just takes a lot of effort to really keep up a clean data feed on the internet via social media, Facebook and Instagram, whatever social media you use. Um, so I've just been really super impressed by her Instagram, uh, and would really encourage anyone who's looking to grow their, um, business online, uh, that grow their social media presence, uh, grow how they're linking products to try to encourage sales. I would definitely go follow her account at black whale home. You will not be disappointed. Um, I just think it's super impressive and I'm totally trying to learn for my own websites <laughs> because, uh, that's what I do. <laughs> Uh, my husband often says, um, as a longtime entrepreneur, you don't have to have all the great ideas. You just have to be able to identify them when you see them. I'm sure a million other people have said that. I just know, uh, Frank has said that to me 5 million times. So, um, <laughs> so I, that's, I'm always on the lookout for the next great idea so that I can try to learn something from it. Um, seeing Kirsten's, um, excellent social media work and website and knowing all the backend work that goes into that, uh, really brought me back to my constant conversations about the data feed in, um, in our world and having clean data and having complete data. Um, I, when I talked about this last, someone was kind enough to share with me the ALA data file that, you know, I know was worked out over many years of all the information that's needed and that manufacturers in theory are to complete, um, you know, whenever they send product over product information over to Lights America XO, or if they, you know, give it to a showroom directly. And I do have to say, I, I went through the data file pretty carefully to read all the columns and information requested, um, it is pretty darn thorough. I'm going to give it a B for being pretty thorough. There are just like odds and ends of information missing. Um, nothing terribly huge, but things that would be super helpful to be able to sort on, um, like in a data feed, the first thing that jumped to my brain is the number of blades in a ceiling fan. Um, I, we get asked about that all the time. And sometimes people just get hung up on, they have to have a three bladed fan or they have to have a five bladed fan. Um, being able to sort by that would be super helpful <laughs> or blade span. I don't think I saw a blade span category for fans, but anyway, um, a few of the categories I thought were a little unclear, like too much creative Liberty might be taken by a manufacturer on what they put into it like theme and ranking was a category, a, a column that I thought maybe was a bit unclear. But I will say, if you are a manufacturer, get yourself the ALA data file and at least fill it all out and submit it to wherever you submit your data files to, the showrooms directly, the XO, Lights America, um, because at least if that that data sheet is filled out completely, you're going to ease a lot of my heartache on this end as a showroom um, of the information I need. And this includes linking to your own spec sheets on your websites and linking to installation instructions. 
Um, I cannot tell you how much easier it makes my life when I go to my website and I pull up the product and I can click on the more information tab or however it shows up on your website and I can be taken directly to the manufacturer's spec sheet or installation instructions. That has got me off a phone call so quickly a few times. And I tell you what, if they, I said it to my own staff just yesterday, the thing that really makes my business profitable is efficiency and not having to spend a half hour tracking down an answer or getting on a phone or doing whatever. It's if I can get an answer quickly and get my customers satisfied and taken care of in a timely fashion, oh my gosh, the sky's the limit for the things that I could go back and do like that awesome social media posting that Kirsten is doing. But I can't do that because I'm having to deal with all these little tidbits of information that have to be solved for a customer. So while I do think there is still a smidgen of room for improvement, I really, really encourage any manufacturer listening to this podcast to make sure you have a copy of that ALA data file and make sure you are filling it out completely, every column every single column for every product, because you would be amazed at the number of questions we get inside the store about a two bulb melon flush mount that you would think, (laughs) are there any questions to possibly be had about that? And you would say no, but they come up. So all data fields completed would be amazing and would at least help us way down this road of having um, excellent data and the ability to get information quickly for our customers, to be be able to answer questions quickly for their customers. And I really can't overstate how helpful that is in the showroom when you can respond quickly and accurately to a customer request and not have to say, I'll look into that and call you back or whatever. You can just be like, yep, here it is. Would you like me to send you the installation instructions or whatever the case may be? So top to bottom, every product, fill that data sheet out. And then when we're all doing that, we can start fine tuning the edges of product information that isn't existing that we need to add on. But this would definitely be a step in the right direction. And speaking of uh, factories (laughs) and data and information, I've run into in previous years and months, like I guess what I'm trying to say, I've run into this same issue pre-pandemic, so this isn't a new thing, but I'm expecting to see more of it with the pandemic and shifting that's had to happen in factories and manufacturing because of the necessities of the situation in China and other countries with lockdowns and staff availability and just everything, all the other hurdles that are being dealt with um, in terms of just literally getting product made and across the ocean. Whenever a factory, aka manufacturer, makes a change to a product, this has such real life implications in a showroom and this like ripple effect that can be so difficult sometimes. And I would like to encourage everyone to be a little more clear about changes going on with your product because of changes in the factory or something else or the glass maker or whatever it is. When these changes occur, 
we might be selling off of a display that was done pre-change. So this just recently happened to me with a uh, glass uh, midi pendant in the showroom. Uh, it's a beautiful piece. It's a good seller for us. But the glass we had on the, um, the display was like a clear ripple glass. Well, there was a change in the manufacturing. The glassmaker A couldn't provide the glass anymore, so we had to go to glassmaker B. Well, and glassmaker B does the glass a little different, and it's more of like a bubble glass. It is a completely different look for the light fixture, completely different. And I'm not saying I need to know the ins and outs of every single display change or factory change on a fixture, but there should definitely be a point at which the change is so dramatic that we as the showroom customers need to be notified so that we can update our display, request new glass, whatever the case may be, uh, request a new fixture in the event of a total finish change. Um, that had happened to me, you know, pre pandemic when a manufacturer changed uh, a production factory. Uh, we had a very popular exterior fixture on display. People loved it. We turned it all the time. Well, at some point, the painted finish was changed due to a change in factory, and they couldn't quite match the finish from before. And again, all well and good, but we ended up with a short run there until we figured this out of customers who were really frustrated that they bought a product based on what they saw in my showroom, but then when they opened the box at home, the product did not look the same. The frame was the same, but the color of the finish on the light was pretty significantly different. They weren't being crazy people. It was different. <laughs> and they were very frustrated about this and returned it. And we had to do some back and forth with the manufacturer to figure out what in the world was going on. Were these just kind of defective, slip through quality control. And then eventually someone told us, oh no, there was a change in the factory, different finish. That's what's going on. And everything was resolved. But I think of all the time and energy spent tracking down this change that somebody back at the manufacturer's office knew about. Somebody okayed this change, knew this was a thing, um, but the information wasn't disseminated enough to the customers. And then we're kind of left holding the bag of an angry customer, maybe not angry, but at least frustrated customer who came to our showroom because they wanted to see the product in person and feel confident that the finish they saw on that piece hanging in my store was the same as it was going to be when they got home, which is a big perk of coming to a store in, in lieu of buying online. And then it ended up being all wrong and they probably felt like I should have just bought online anyway. My chances would have been just as good. So this real life implication of a change in finish, a change in glass, because of things I understand that are sometimes out, outside of the manufacturer's control or we have to make this change. Look, if we even want to get product across the ocean, we're going to have to just accept this change. I get it. I'm not knocking that these decisions have to be made. What I am uh, suggesting, hopefully, <laughs> is that communication about these changes should really be more upfront. Like manufacturers should stay in front of this with their customers. And I think for showrooms, this is a constant frustration for us that we often feel like we are the stepchild customer 
or um, you'll know when you need to know, or be seen and not heard, or whatever. This is how we get to feel marginalized. Like, okay, we've committed to this product. We've committed to putting it on display. I have committed my staff to learn about it, to talk up this product, to do this, to do that. And then we end up with egg on our face when it turns out, oh, that's not really what the product looks like anymore. And the customers may be a bit irritated because they already paid the electrician to hang the product. And then who pays for the electrician to come back out and swap things out? Or do I just have to offer a discount to get them to keep the product as is, cutting into my own margins? Um, All for things that if we could just be more upfront and more clear about would be super handy. I think every manufacturer that I'm a distributor for should know exactly what product I have on display in my showroom. And when there is a factory change to any of those displays, I should receive new glass, a new fixture, whatever it is, so that I can continue selling the product in a way that works for me, works for the customer, works for the factory with a minimum of headache. I don't know why we don't do a better job of that in our industry. I'm displaying your goods. I'm purchasing them for display. And I think it should be a little more clear uh, like back and forth clear about what we have on display, um, what what's current, what we've had to move off, what isn't turning for us. I do think like we all get excited and I am excited about Lightovation coming up here in a couple weeks. Uh, we all get excited about that. We spend our display dollars. We, we do that. And then we never discuss it again. It's never discussed again what's working on your display, um, what isn't, or if it is discussed, it's because I brought it up. I have maybe one rep I can think of that does a really good job with keeping up with my current displays and suggesting alternates for things that haven't turned for us. And um, yeah, I know that I'm pretty educated about all these things and I keep up with it and I understand that a lot of my reps appreciate that and I feel sure a lot of showrooms uh, behave the same way as I do. And I get that, but I, but I also think it'd be super handy if in the manufacturer's database of all their customers, all of us showrooms, they had a tab that said, you know, current known product displays, and they always know what's on display in my showroom and, or at least have it updated every six months. And then when that glass changes on that pendant, they can say, okay, let's pull a list of all of our showrooms who had this on display and offer to send them out the replacement uh, if they still have it on display or maybe they had to sell their display or whatever. But we can offer to send this glass out at no charge so that their product is up to date. And again, it just kind of goes back to this constant communication challenge that we have in our industry. Um, I don't know why we aren't a bit better about interacting with each other on a more regular basis about these things. Like everything is so siloed and so independent. And that, as I always say, has its pluses, but there are definitely some downsides here. And um, I really, it just breaks my heart sometimes. Like I want to do a good job for my customers. I truly want to. Like I want the customers to come into my store and have the experience that I love to have when I go into a specialty store that I was taken care of, that somebody was educated and thoughtful and took time to take care of me and meet my needs and learn about me and my project that I'm doing. Like I love that great experience you can have in a specialty showroom 
room. And it really breaks my heart when I feel like we have done everything, ticked every box of customer service. And then like something like this, like a finished change I didn't know about comes out of left field and knocks the whole thing off course. And the customer is not frustrated with the manufacturer because the manufacturer isn't sitting in front of them. They are frustrated with me and my staff and my showroom because they feel like we let them down. And I really hate that feeling of disappointing any of our customers because I've positioned our business to be the opposite of that. (laughs) We're not going to disappoint you. Uh, You're coming here because you don't want to be surprised by your purchase. You want to get a little education. You want somebody who knows what they're doing, how to size a fixture appropriately, how to coordinate finishes. That's why you came here in the first place. And to get a blind side of, uh, of a frustration like this, Oh, it's just heartbreaking. And then I don't ever know what to say because, you know, blaming it on somebody else. I mean, we certainly explain the situation, but blaming it on somebody else, that's not a good look either. (laughs) So it's just so challenging. So that's my little grab bag episode for the week. Can't wait to hear your thoughts on this. Uh, I would love to hear if you've had this challenge in your store about a factory change to a product and how you've gotten around it. And factories, manufacturers, tell me what your expectation is of us in times like that. How would you expect us to handle it? Knowing that we get sort of all of the irritation from that event anyway, just really curious to hear your feedback on this. Go follow Black Whale Home uh, on Instagram and message me. Tell me the other social media accounts for independent lighting showrooms that you're so impressed with that we should all know. And I'll mention all of those accounts at the top of the next episode. Thank you so much, everyone. Take care.